This is your itinerary for travel and photography with your host, Rob Knight. On your itinerary this week, I sit down with three photographers in Costa Rica to find out about their favorite spots, essential gear, and more. Welcome to your itinerary. I'm Rob Knight, and uh, this week I'm going to talk about Costa Rica. That is a place that's near and dear to me and a place that I've been leading workshops and photographing and visiting with my family for about seven years now. And um, I just got back from leading a workshop there, and I sat down with a few of the attendees and asked them a series of questions. I'm going to start off by answering the questions myself, and then we'll get into the uh, interviews. So the first question is, if you could visit one place that we visited during the workshop again, which one would it be and why? And for me, this is uh, a little bit redundant because I'm going to visit all of these places again. But as far as my favorite places that we visit, I would have to say that uh, the Leaves and Lizards Resort in Monterrey, Costa Rica is probably my favorite place on the trip. And and for me, it's it's the photographs that I can make there, and, and it's a beautiful place. But really, it's that um, the people that own the place, that work there, that um, are around Monterrey are, are dear friends of mine. And um, so really, I get to visit with some of my favorite people when I'm down there. So I, I love going back there. Question number two, besides your camera, what is the one piece of gear that you recommend uh, people definitely bring? And um, for me, that's your flash. Um, it, every good wildlife photographer knows that you need your flash. And, um, you know, in the rainforest and and even in bright conditions, if you have a, a flash and, and maybe a better beamer flash extender, it really makes a big difference with your uh, with your wildlife photography. Question number three, what did you bring with you but wish you had left at home? And for me, uh, it's funny, my interview with Juan Pons recently, uh, he had the same answer. It was the camera slider. I shoot a lot, a lot of video and a lot more than I ever have. And I love the idea of using the slider. But especially in a situation like this where I'm leading a workshop, the last thing I have time to do is break out the slider and figure out a shot and, and really... Um, settle in and, and work on some video in that respect. So uh, I did sort of force myself to get it out once and made a few um, nice pieces of video. But at the end of the day, it, I could have brought a smaller suitcase uh, with a lot less weight and a lot less bulk if I had left the slider at home. The fourth question is, what did you need with you but you didn't have on the trip? And for me, again, I, this is kind of redundant because I've done this trip six times with the group and, and more than that without the group. So, uh, I'm not really showing up without tools that I need, but, uh, I did want to mention one thing that I brought with me this year that I haven't in the past. And that was basically a video monopod. I had a monopod with a fluid head on it. And, uh, I found that really invaluable for both using a longer lens, the, the Lumix 100 to 300 millimeter lens, for wildlife and uh, and also for shooting video, we we were at the uh, Costa Rican Independence Day parade, and for getting video clips and getting different angles and and having smooth pans and that kind of thing, that that setup with the monopod and the fluid head was was invaluable. I really enjoyed that. Um, and the last question is, what piece of gear are you going to order the minute you get home? That uh, you know something you saw during the trip or you you realize that you need in your bag. And um, I'm not going to order it the minute I get home, but the uh, I, I got to fly um, a DJI Phantom drone for the first time, and uh, 
I can definitely say that I'm saving up to, to get in the air with that kind of stuff. So, um, and I think everybody that I interview talks about the drone. So that was, that was kind of a big deal on the trip, but, uh, I'm going to get right into the interviews now. And first up is my buddy, Mike Driscoll. And, um, this was Mike's second trip to Costa Rica with me on this tour. And, uh, and here's his answers. I just got back from Costa Rica a few days ago and Mike got back. I had to cut it short, man. Uh, yeah. Two weeks ago. So, right. um, the other interviews in this series are actually, we're done in Costa Rica, but while you're there and trying to teach and trying to lead people around, it's hard to, hard to break away sometimes and, and record this kind of stuff. So, um, we're going to talk about the same things that I talked about with the other, uh, interviews. So it'll be sort of a, these will be ghost. dumber answers is what you're dumber answers. Right. Probably going to get out of this. I was getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> trying to pad the interview a little bit. So Mike was on my very first Costa Rica workshop that I did in the Arnal volcano area. Not I, my first Costa Rica workshop, but the first one I did that we just repeated again. And I didn't realize that was your first at Arnal. Oh, that's good. And I was going to say that's a compliment because it was uh, – somebody kept saying this. I'm doing the math. I'm thinking that was four years ago. He said he was here four years ago. So I guess by the math, it does work out that way. So uh, I don't want to say it got better because it was great the first time, but um, a little different, I guess. Cool. Well, I hope it's better. I, I try to – I guess know, little the- things were, but you know, you can't really trump a volcano. <laughs> it is hard to do, although it couldn't provide the lava like I did that first time. That is true. You, you came through and the, the most incredible lightning storm I've ever been a part of. Absolutely. It, it was so intense. You're happy that you could die. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like some lightning is just a nuisance because you got to get off the, the, the soccer field. But this lightning was just I mean, it was almost a show. It really was. And that was it was like. Maybe this is it. I, I think maybe my cabin is going to be struck by lightning. If I'm going to go wash into the ravine, and that's it. If I'm going to go, a lightning storm wouldn't be a bad idea. Here it is, and they still talk about that lightning storm today. Do in they? That, in that area, I remember uh, my wife Becky said when that was going on, she said, "You know, if this is how their thunderstorms are, I don't think I could live here." <laughs> that was how that was how intense that storm was. Yeah, and uh, and so we thought we were just sissies, and that they do that all the time in right. Costa Rica. But turns out they were. They were just as shocked and scared as we were. So. They made the record books. Yeah. The Tempesta. <laughs> they still call it. Are you going to start speaking Spanish this early? Because I know zero. No. that's Well, that's one of the six but words that I know. Your accent was perfect. <laughs> Dead on. Tico accent. There you go. Okay. Question one. Question one. So, I know you traveled really light this trip. Extremely um, light. Except for my flat tire around my belly. <laughs> but camera-wise. Equipment-wise, yeah. Um so you had a camera with you, very simple camera. Yeah. Um, besides that, what was, what's the one piece of, of gear that you would say it, it recommend a photographer not leave at home? Well, I brought the Sony RX one, which is the cyber shot, uh, really super compact, uh, fixed lens. It's a great camera. It's full frame. Not that that matters in this realm of podcasting, but, um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been leaning toward less is more because, you know, airplanes and shuttle buses and you know you got so many lenses to pick from you got you know maybe just a a 30 seconds to get a shot it just i don't know trying to i don't want to say i want to challenge myself with one lens but it is nice to just have one lens consequently and i'm going to go against everything i just said with my answer i think either a uh, a super zoom camera or just one more lens that's a little longer and it doesn't have to be 
I guess considering the Costa Rica question, uh, I don't necessarily need a 300 millimeter lens, but maybe an 85 or a, a 140 or something like that, um, that I could get just a little bit closer for the particular events that we did that required that, you know, street photography, 35 millimeters is, I mean, perfect. But when you're on a boat and there's a Jesus Christ lizard, you know, 50 yards away, it, it would be nice to have a little bit longer lens. Um, the those those uh, the, the Sony RX10, the FZ1000, or whatever that 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 probably would have been the, uh, the best complement to what I brought in that single lens camera. So I think a super zoom camera or one longer lens, just one though. Yeah, yeah, and I I use the FZ1000 quite a bit on this trip. I know that's partly why my answer is what it is because I saw <laughs> what that camera was doing. And and Jack, one of the other guys, that's all he brought with him. Yeah, and and we were getting amazing shots, and it's. Uh, it's really cool to be part of uh, photography when you can get one of these cameras that you've always we've always kind of shrugged them off, you know, yeah. like oh we don't want that. We want this thing's got a one inch chip and twenty megapixels, and some of my hummingbird pictures are unbelievable. And and you got that four hundred millimeter reach, and it's uh, I can I can see that, especially like you said, you've got that thirty five millimeter, and then you've got the super zoom too. It's not necessarily you're not going to use that for portraits necessarily, or um, just a sling around your shoulders, yeah. I don't regret it a lot, but there definitely were cases. I think it's, and it's just in general, travel in general is you got to have at least an idea of what your goal is. If you're going to just do street photography or snapshots of the family, then that 35 is all I'm bringing. But if there's a Jesus Christ lizard, then I need to bring something a little longer for sure. Yeah, it's it's rare that you're going to have any sort of wildlife opportunity that's going to be perfectly fit into a 35 millimeter yeah. equivalent frame yeah. for sure. Yeah. I used that um, that new Leica forty two and a half millimeter f one point two lens on the GH four, so it's an eighty five millimeter focal length. And when we did the Independence Day parade, that's pretty much all I used. Yeah, awesome for that. The you best know. bokeh around, right? Oh, it's it's unbelievable, especially for the the video with that and everything. Right, I mean, it's killer. We visited a lot of different places, um, and having this. This is your second trip right. with us. So the, a lot of these places were sort of second visits for you anyway. Um, but I know there's some new things like the uh, Cano Negro uh, River Cruise and that right. kind of stuff that we didn't do before. So if there was uh, just one thing that you could repeat from the trip, uh, one other one place in Costa Rica that we visited that you could revisit, what would it be? I would say from the first trip, the and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but the zip lining tour was great. I mean, and you talk about four years ago or five years ago, whatever it actually is, GoPro wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So to go back now with a GoPro and um, the the knowledge that I've gained over the last four years of editing video and, and whatnot, I would say that would be number one, uh, even though it has little to do with photography, which is fine. It's Costa Rica, still Costa Rica. Um, the river cruise was, was pretty cool. Um, it's amazing what happens when you've got somebody who knows what to look for. Um, and I mean, you know, guide wise, you know, having uh, not only a captain who's, you know, driving this ship down a river who knows what to look for. Granted, he can't speak great English, but he can still point and make noises. Uh, and then Enrique, you know, being able to I mean, it's and I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious The what this man can see. We, I mean, we made jokes on the boat that, what, did you super glue him to that branch so you would know that he would still be there? Because, you know, even he would point it out and it would still take a, a, a small 
crowd around him with his finger out trying to describe where it is and no one can see it, but he can. So um, being able to see the little things really benefits because, you know, if you if you're just on a boat going down the river, we wouldn't have seen 90 percent of what we did. But having someone on the boat that could actually point things out and then not just point it out, but educate us on what it actually is and what they're going to do. And, um, you know, we saw I, I think it was Kingfishers. I would assume they were all the same, but there were like five different kinds or, or whatever. Um, and now that I know there's different kinds, I can totally tell the difference. But that's something that that I wouldn't have realized at the time. Uh, the cruise was cool, though. Yeah. And you mentioned the zip lining. There's there's been things over the years. Um, this was the fifth trip that I've that I've planned in this area. And so every year, I, my job is to make sure that everybody has a great time, but also that everybody has their camera in their hand the whole time. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's a photography workshop. So there are things that I've that we've done in the past that um, that I don't do. And zip lining is one of them. They don't really fit. Yeah. Because you're, you're not going to carry your DSLR over your shoulder and go zip line. No. Some places won't let you do that. And even sure. then, what, what do you, what pictures are you going to make? Right. You know? Right. It's very, um, you know, and, and like I said, I hope I don't get in trouble for that answer, but I think it's, it's important to mention this, that the workshop, I don't want to say the photos were the second were secondary, but the trip in general is you have to go into it looking at it. This is an experience, not just a photography workshop. And so that's partly why I mention it is because I'll always remember that zip lining day. I mean, you're going half a climb, and I don't want to get too much into the actual experience, but just the overall idea that it's more it's more than just holding the camera. It's about the camaraderie that you have. It's about the the things that happen when you don't have your camera in your hand that you really bring home, um, other than the photos that you make. Okay, Mike, this might not really apply to you because of your small kit, but um, was there any piece of, of equipment that you had in your bag that you could have just left at home that was basically just weighed you down? Yeah, I would say um, the the easy answer is the drone. Uh, you know, it's it's we ended up wrecking the drone, so that alone <laughs> is reason not to bring it. Um, but I've, I don't have the the latest and greatest drone. I've got one of the original DJI's with the non gimbal, and so so photos and pictures are kind of you might get one that's good that's not shaky enough and the light's good enough to where the shutter speed's high enough to where everything is sharp and whatnot. But uh, you know the drone was cool to bring, um, but it, it proved to be a bigger pain in the ass than it was probably worth. Now. With that said, if I had a gimbal on there and could really get some some better shots, then I would probably not have the same answer. I don't know what my answer would be then because of my kit size. Right. Your one camera and your drone. <laughs> Do we really call that a kit? Right. <laughs> we call that like a, a terrorist um, ju- uh, jump kit or something like that. Of your two pieces of photography equipment, <laughs> which one of them did you not want to bring? Um, hey, it was funny that you, that you mentioned that, man, because... That was the first time I've controlled one. And, and I thought it. about it. I didn't wreck it. I'm I just was kidding. not at the wheel. I'm just kidding. Wrecked. Um does it does it work? Have you have you I, tried I it? Haven't, I haven't even I need to get a screw. So what happened is one of the screws from the propellers came off. Consequently, they it was fifty yards in the air when it happened. Yeah. So we all kind of wondered what the hell happened. Uh, you know, Costa Rican birds don't really like drones. We should mention that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to put that. You have to send me that video or at least a clip of it. And I'll put it on the on the page. There were a few hawks that were that were quite inquisitive about this thing. That was uh, really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
they didn't know whether they should eat it or just kick its butt or right, what. Yeah. Right. But I think at least three of us on the trip, um, you had to leave early, but the rest of the time we were like, okay, totally getting a drunk. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's so nerve wracking. Um, because you don't want to crash it for obvious reasons. You don't want to crash it into something or somebody. So, and I, I haven't flat, flown it enough to really get comfortable. I don't know if I'll ever get comfortable because every time I lift off, my heart starts beating. There's so much that can go wrong on many levels, financially, physically, um, legally, that you're just, it, it's almost like you're doing something illegal, but it's cool as hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the wow factor is definitely there. And I think... I think, uh, you know, once again, if I had a gimbal, it would be, it would go with me everywhere, uh, that I could legally fly it now, I sure. guess. Yeah. Well, I, t- I, I mentioned this when we were down there, but the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw the Phantom in particular and the camera on it was Leaves and Lizards. Yeah. It's that one resort that we stay at and it's built on these hills on, uh, over farmland with the volcano in the background. And I have this idea for this beautiful shot that I could make and, and, uh, I mean, that's, I don't know what else I'd do with it. Right. I would just go to Leafs and Lizards and I'd film the video for them. And it's a $1,200 photo. There for you me. go. Thanks a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the cool thing about the drone is, um, you know, I had the GoPro mounted on it and I normally will put it on time-lapse and not the video mode because the video is just too shaky, but the time-lapse, you know, out of, out of 200, you could find definitely 20 keepers or at least, you know, fun to look at. The, the good thing about it is it may not be a great photo, uh, photo, but it's still cool because you get to see a perspective that you've never seen. So I don't really, um, you know, a drone photo is not going to be up on my wall, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth showing someone because of the, the aspect of that, that you get. Because as you mentioned, the hills, you could definitely tell that there are hills leading up to this volcano from the, from this, just this one single shot of the GoPro that, you know, you know, they're there because you can see the hill in front of you when you're standing on the ground, but you don't really realize what's past that first hill and the drone gives you that ability. Right. So, right. And I'm, I'm a big believer that the, the content of a photo is, it's much more important than, sure. the, you know, Oh, how many megapixels is it? And things like that. If it's a picture that makes you go, wow, that's really awesome. I've never seen that before. Then that's right. a successful image as far right. as I'm concerned. Well, a 4k GoPro now, man, a gimbal 4k GoPro. That's uh that's killer. Yeah. It should be interesting to see what that, how that works. No doubt. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. And um, thanks again for coming to Costa Rica for the second time. I had, I was really excited. I had four people that had had been on the trip before this year that were repeat customers. So. You got me a, a cool hat with alumni. That's there. right. That's right. I, I'm looking out for you people. That's cool. <laughs> thanks. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. See ya. And the second interview is uh, with my longtime student, Kathy Veach. And Kathy took my uh, Digital 101 class years ago and then my Digital 102 class. And this was her fourth trip with me to Costa Rica. So I've seen Kathy really grow and uh, become quite a photographer. When she started, she was, she's always been very enthusiastic and very friendly. But um, to see her photography go from kind of okay to, to really beautiful uh, has been really rewarding for me as, a, as an instructor and now as, as her friend. So uh, here's Kathy. Hi, I'm Kathy Beach. Now, Kathy has been to Costa Rica with me, is this four times? Four times. Four times. Um, Why is it that you keep coming back here? What is it about Costa Rica that that keeps you coming back? It's beauty, and its beauty is contained in its people, too. The people are amazing. If the Costa Ricans were in a desert, you'd still want to go. 
They're gorgeous people, wonderful. And they have a beautiful country that they care so deeply about. And I wish that we cared about our ecological treasures like they care about theirs. Yeah, and, and I think that makes a difference as a photographer. It's not only, well, we're going to come here and take our photographs, because uh, we come here and we interact with these wonderful people and we make their pictures, and they inspire us to love their country more, I think, with as much as they appreciate it. Yeah. I, it, I mean, the, the love of their country is so apparent. Um, they're proud to show you this and to show you that, and you can see the pride in their faces and their smiles. And it's just, it's an amazing place. I mean, it is a treasure. Yeah. So we, we visit a lot of places in the last nine days from the rainforest to the cloud forest and lots of stuff in between. If, if there was one venue that, that you could visit again, just from a photography standpoint, uh, what would it be? From a photography standpoint, I'd say leaves and lizards, um, if that includes the Tico farm. <laughs> <laughs> and leaves and lizards is uh, one of the resorts that, we, that we've uh, been staying at for, geez, I've been going there for about six years. And... Uh, yeah, the volcano view and the wildlife there and the plant life, that's definitely a target-rich environment for photography. Indeed. And with people who know the area, like Oscar and Enrique, the guides, um, it, they open up the volumes of special things to see for you that you would never, ever see. I mean, you go step right over it and they'll say, well, look, right there, boom. And you walk right over it. <laughs> but I tell people that a lot. Um, you know, when you're going to a place like this, especially where there's so many opportunities and so many different things to shoot, that uh, having a local guide, they're going to see things and show you things that you would look, you would, like you said, you'd walk past a hundred times. And, uh, and that makes a big difference. Um, so besides a camera, obviously, what one piece of photographic gear do you think is a don't leave home without it piece? Tripod. The lighting can be very challenging at times, particularly when you're in the for cloud forests or the um, rainforest, and you need the slow shutter speed, and you have to have a tripod. Absolutely. I, I think a tripod or a, a monopod, either one, is definitely essential if you're using the long glass that a lot of times you need here, too, for photographing wildlife and birds and, uh, and everything else. So to hold those long lenses still makes a big difference in getting sharp shots or not. Yeah, it's like, why come here if you're going to go home with fuzzy shots? Absolutely. Um, and now you've been here four times, so this might these next couple of questions might not apply so much, but um, what piece of gear, uh, if any, did you bring with you that you didn't even take out of your bag that you could have just left at home? I packed light for me uh, this time, and I I had an extra head um, that I didn't need. Right. The fluid head? The right. fluid head. Yeah. Um, and that's the benefit of visiting a place over and over again. I know for me personally coming here, I could probably bring two or three lenses and really make all the pictures that I'm going to make just because I'm familiar with what we're going to encounter and, and what pictures I'm going to try to make. So I think that makes a big difference, just that experience. And um, is there anything that you needed? Again, this might not apply to you since you've been here so many times. Is there anything that you needed that you felt like, man, I wish I'd, I wish I had one of those? 
Actually, there was. And I said it to Jody um, a couple days ago. I said, I wish I had brought an extra protective lens for each of my lenses. Or, you know, the protective like a UV, the UV filter. filter, protection filter. Um, because the rain and just traipsing through the terrain can really mess up a, a protection filter and it did its job <laughs> right but then you could just change it out I could change it out and not have to worry about the any chromatic aberrations or anything like that right you know we should invent that for uh, motocross riders they have those tear-offs oh, tear-offs. for goggles mm-hmm. we should invent some optically correct uh, photography tear-offs <laughs> that would be great so you're on your way home from Costa Rica and um, it seems like there's always the thing that somebody had that you saw that oh man that's cool I, I, that would be handy for next time is there any piece of equipment that you're going to go home and sit down on a computer and order right away when you get home the phantom the uh, drone absolutely that's yeah. a that is on number one on the list yeah, that was um, that was my first experience flying the drone too. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it for a while, um, but one of our attendees brought his drone and just flew it around for a few minutes. But that was that was enough for me um, just to bring it to Costa Rica. If I had it and only used it here, I, it would be worth having. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was cool. I think um, I think Mike sold. Um, at least two or three drones just with that little little chance he gave everybody to fly him around. And and one tip for you, if you're flying your drone, make sure that your the nuts that hold the propellers are really tight because he lost one and a propeller flipped off and shot his drone into a tree. So that's a good tip for all you drone flyers. Not just in a tree, down a very steep embankment in yeah. a tree. <laughs> I think he found all the parts. And it was surprisingly not the worst for wear when he found it. I was really shocked by that. It seemed pretty tough. Yeah, that was encouraging to watch that thing crash and know it still can work. <laughs> for sure. Well, Kathy, thanks for sitting down with me, and uh, and thanks for coming and, and coming back year after year. And I'm sure I'll see you next year here. Pro- uh, undoubtedly, every year I say, I, I'm not coming back. I need to go somewhere else. And then I, if it's September, I'm in Costa Rica. Yeah, great. Beautiful Costa Rica. <laughs> All right, thanks. Last but not least is Debbie Robbins. And Debbie was a first time visitor to Costa Rica and really a beginner photographer. So I, I found it really interesting to, uh, kind of get her take on all of this as someone who is not an experienced photographer who's used to packing her stuff up and going on the road. So, uh, these answers are a little bit different. So here she is. I'm Debbie Robbins. I'm from Silver Hill, Alabama, which is near Mobile. Gotcha. And this is your first trip to Costa Rica? This is my very first trip to Costa Rica, and hopefully not my last. We've been in Costa Rica for nine days on on a fantastic photo workshop, and uh, we visited a lot of different places. So if you could visit one place uh, that, that we went to again, what would it be and why? For me, it's a tie between the hot springs and La Paz. The hot springs, because it was so beautiful, was phenomenal and so relaxing. I loved it. And then La Paz, because I didn't get to see everything, and I want to go back and see what I missed. Nice. There's definitely a lot to see there. Okay, besides your camera, obviously, what uh, one piece of gear would you recommend that people definitely bring with them? The flashlight. And why is that? Because it gets very dark and we're always walking from the cabin to the lodge at night. 
plus the room gets very dark at night and you might just need your flashlight so you don't wake up your roommate <laughs> gotcha um, what's, uh, did you bring any gear with you that you, you didn't need that you could have just left at home I did not because I don't have any extra gear because this was my very, very first um, photography trip and my first camera, my first extra lens, my first everything, so I don't have extra equipment yet. Notice I said yet. (laughs) I did notice that. Um, So would you recommend Costa Rica for someone who is a beginner photographer or is it something do you need to have more advanced skills to enjoy it? You do not need to have more advanced skills to enjoy it. You really do not. Everybody in the group will help you, and the leaders give you a lot of help. Um, What did you need uh, as far as photo gear that you didn't bring with you that you wish you had? Photo gear? Mm -hmm. Was there a lens or a a flash or anything like that? Um, Now that I saw how to use it, that better beamer thing would have probably been a good thing to have. The flash extender. Mm -hmm. And uh, along those lines, is there any piece of gear that, based on your experience here, that you're going to go home and get right on Amazon and order when you get there? First thing I want to get is a laptop so that I can look and edit my pictures on the go. Gotcha. That makes a huge difference because you can see, especially in, in a place like this where we're in the same location for a few days, you can see what you missed and then go back and pick it up. Exactly. Gotcha. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, Debbie. Thank you, Rob. Thanks I really, it's, I had a phenomenal time. Great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Cheers. Well, I tell you, it's really hard to sum up a nine-day adventure in Costa Rica in just a few questions. But uh, I hope these guests and their answers gave you a little taste for uh, maybe what to expect down there and uh, and some equipment that you might want and that kind of thing. Uh, I'll definitely be going back next year, uh, actually twice, going in April, and then I'll take another group in September. So, um, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. If you have any questions about Costa Rica or uh, travel down there, please email me at rob at Rob Knight Photography. I'll be glad to hook you up with the guides that I use and, uh, and the, the companies and vendors that I use uh, in the country, even if you're not coming with me. So um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes of Your Itinerary, please also email me. Again, that's rob at Rob Knight Photography. Or you can look us up at thisweekinphoto.com. And we will see you next week on Your Itinerary for travel and photography. You've been listening to Your Itinerary with Rob Knight. Head over to thisweekinphoto.com to check out the other TWIP shows and get on our mailing list. Become a TWIP member to get exclusive benefits and member pricing on TWIP products and workshops. Start planning your next adventure and we'll see you next week on Your Itinerary for travel and photography.